1: Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the
0: Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam.
1: (laughs) You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Aja Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: What's up, guys? Just a heads up. uh, This episode was recorded on the Locker Room app. Uh, we're still getting our feet wet with this, and uh, Blue Wire, they have some ways uh, that we're going to start recording these to where our, our sound quality is what you guys are more accustomed to. Uh, so, the quality for this one, it isn't really on on par with what we usually do. It's not terrible, but it's not the greatest either. So, just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. Uh, we do know that it's not the greatest quality because we're recording from our, our phones for these, but... Uh, that's going to change this upcoming week. So just bear with us. We appreciate it.
0: Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the MAPS Step Back podcast.
3: Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up on the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving, as the palace, young team and it's full of talent, won revenge, we accept the challenge, Luca carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it really really ain't that hard to see, hold on wait, silence the critics cause they never did it, Pass El Jordan I ain't woke up the city, map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney, go back to Batman I'm calling them Drizzy, More triple doubles I'm waiting on 50, step back smoother you know it's so filthy, if I get down on my team gonna lift me, rep the map step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at, know we gotta get back, know we gotta get back. The math step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.
2: Let me step back for a minute. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host Dalton Trigg. Uh, today I'm rejoined by my co-host and Dallas basketball colleague Matt Glatson. Uh It was a fun night last night, Matt. We uh, we got to watch Luca do his thing again. Uh, Finished with 27 points, and uh, I had to look. It was seven and six. I can't remember which one was the assists and rebounds, but uh, he did his thing in in Brooklyn and uh on that court that you don't like but you know I I like it I like weird stuff like that it's not as bad as the Memphis Tigers uh basketball team <laughs> their court but I enjoyed it or the Eastern um, Illinois football team yeah <laughs> but uh the Mavs they completely blow out the uh the short Brooklyn oh, Nets great. KD he's not coming back until uh, after the All-Star break and then uh, they announced that Kyrie Irving wasn't going to play in in last night's game but they still had James Harden and uh he scored 25 points in the first half and then i believe i want to say he only scored like 4 points in the second half is that right or 6 uh i
1: don't i do not know the answer to that question i think it was 6 but i i'm
2: not positive regardless regardless they they guarded him very well in in the second half and then i don't even think he played much if any in the in the fourth quarter. But anyway, Mavs get a big win. They're back at 516 and 16. Uh, they'll play the Orlando Magic on Monday and then they'll finish out, I believe against the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, on Wednesday before they go into the All-Star break. So, all right. Biggest takeaways from that game, Matt. One, like I said, Luka did his thing. He got he was complimented heavily. Uh, by James Harden. Afterwards, he said the Mavs got a good one, and he uh, just—it seems like there's a lot of mutual respect between those guys. There's been similarities between their games pointed out by people over the uh, over the years. So that was good to see. Uh, One of the biggest things was KP finally coming back uh, from his little hiatus. The Mavs—they didn't play for a week, and then uh, he finally came back, and he gave them 18 points and. Blocked a lot of shots, and he looked energetic out there. Which you know, given two weeks off, you would expect that from him. And Matt, he played angry. Uh, you know, we we've talked about that a little bit before. If if KP played angry on a nightly basis, this team is a top four team in the West just because just just for having Luca and KP, and that's with all the all the. Uh, imperfections on this roster you know if you have those two guys playing at that type of level then you're going to compete with anybody and it was nice to see from kp i'm glad he came back and i'm glad he played the way he did you know there was a couple of weird moments there where he uh you know he kicked a chair on the bench and i think that was when the nets were kind of making a run and cut the gap to two at one point uh but i think all that's a little bit overblown i think he was just really into the game and you know, wanted to come back and get a win. So what was your takeaway from his his uh return to play last night?
1: Yeah, God forbid a guy gets a little emotional. Uh I mean yeah. it it happens <laughs> it happens every night in the NBA. It's just I, I and probably in every game too. I mean I think it's just uh people have a little bit more of a microscope on him. Like somebody posted a video of uh him taking like the the, the three from um from mid court like almost mid court just over mid court yeah it was just it was just like you know look at the reaction of luke and rick it was like there's nothing there <laughs> there's absolutely nothing there <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't do anything <laughs> right
2: they just they just I, like
1: all right well that was an interesting choice move along yeah and he, but, i mean
2: given he's hit those shots before too so i mean right. he makes he, it and everybody's every it's right all to, over
1: sports center he has every right to shoot him um but I thought he played really well. I was, I was really impressed. Um, you know I, I liked how angry he played. I liked you know he, he shot really well and uh, you, you can't really hope for for much more than, than what he did and I mean he only played 25 minutes he didn't play as much as Luca or as much as Dorian or whatever but you know he'll work his way back into that assuming he stays healthy uh, knock on wood. but it wasn't just him either. It was you know Brunson played well. Hardaway played well. Dorian played awesome on defense. Uh, Josh Richardson was good. Everybody was making shots.
2: You know, it, it over overall. I wouldn't say Hardaway played extraordinary. I mean, he only went four of twelve from the field, but he did have some really big moments. Like right before the half, he stole the ball and took it coast to coast for a dunk. Uh, stuff like that. So he had some pretty big moments. Uh, aside from KP, and we'll we'll get back to the KP stuff here in just a second, but. Dorian Finney Smith, he looked like the guy who we want to see more consistently uh, for this team because he can he can be an X factor. He finished with twelve points, eight rebounds, four assists, uh, hit five of six from the field, two of three from three. Uh, he had two steals as well and a block. I mean, he just he kind of did everything uh, during that game. So he's a guy who struggled this year. Uh, I was listening to our our buddy Kirk and uh, Josh Bow on Mavs Moneyball podcast. Kirk, your enthusiasm—well, I don't know—they they call it that, and then they—I think they have a MMB After Dark or something like. Anyway, I was listening to their podcast, uh, one of the last few, and they were just talking about how uh, Dorian's D- Dorian regressing. To where he was before last season, which a lot of people think it was an outlier season, as good as he was, that's been one of the biggest issues for this team this year. It doesn't get talked about a lot because you know KP has struggled. They had all the COVID stuff uh, come up, and you know there's been a lot of different factors there. But I, I agree with them that you know that's probably one of the biggest factors is Dorian Finney-Smith not playing like he was last year because he he shot nearly forty percent. Uh, he shot like 50% from the corners, uh, corner threes last year. So when he's not playing like that and, you know, he, he kind of lost a step. He's one of the guys that had COVID and it didn't really look like he was back to his full uh, his full form for a few weeks there. It's good to see him come around and, and have a good game.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. He's, he's an X factor when he's, when he's playing like that for sure. Uh, they don't really have anybody else who can who can go two ways um, like that. I mean, he's when he's hitting on when he's hitting his shots and he's you know also at his tip top form on the defensive end. They, that, I mean, they just don't have anybody else like that right now. Um, Josh Richardson's been inconsistent, so having him was was a huge help, especially when you know you consider James Harden and, and the other players that the Nets have. I mean, I know it it's difficult to gauge too much how much last night meant because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both out, but Brooklyn's still good without them.
2: (laughs) And look, I, I think that, and this is kind of branching off again, but I don't want to put too much into individual defensive ratings because I know there's, you know, a lot of things that can affect that number, but when you have KP, who I think he's like four hundred seventieth now out of four eighty-eight, and Josh Richardson, he's in the he's in the early four hundreds, I believe. I mean that that's just that's not going to get it done. That's supposed to be two of your your best defensive players, or what the Mavs were banking on heading into this season. And until that you know, until that starts happening on a nightly basis. Uh, It's going to be up and down. You know, you're going to have a 500 basketball team like what we're seeing right now. But uh, Chuck Cooperstein, he pulled out a stat last night, and he brought it to the timeline that uh, the Mavs over the last four games have the top defense in the league. Uh, They've completely flipped the switch. And then he also pointed out that before all the COVID stuff happened that they also had the top defense in the league. Uh, and then it just completely plummeted after that. But they were having offensive struggles early. So that I think that's a good sign going forward. You know, they were they were really good early on, and then they got derailed, and it, it, it bottomed out. And now these last four games, they've kind of shown, like, okay, we've got a little bit of something now. Everybody's together. We've had a lot of practice time. Uh, everybody's healthy for the most part. We don't know about KP's back, <laughs> if, that, if that's going to hold up. Uh, But overall, it's it's trending in a good direction. And I really do believe that uh, they're going to find a way to be over five hundred. I think they win these next two games and they go into the All-Star break uh, 18 and 16. What do you think?
1: I mean, yeah. Um, I wonder how much of that has to do with uh, KP being in the lineup and not being in the lineup also with the top defensive, you know, rating and all that stuff. Yeah. Um uh, but I mean, either way it's, you know, they've shown they can do it. Uh if KP can get his defensive legs under him, you know, he I thought he played decently on that end last night. So, I mean, it look we just need for the defense as far as he's concerned, we just need him to get back to the form he was in towards the end of last season and in the playoffs. When he was, you know, I thought he was pretty solid as a, as a rim protector during that time um maybe people disagree with me on that but you know it's 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 positive to me because i mean that let's face it that's been their biggest weakness we all talk about shots you know open shots being missed and we all talk about you know lack of talent on the offensive side in certain positions and all that stuff but the things really hurt this team is defense and rebounding and when they play defense like that they're going to be really hard to beat
2: Yeah, and I I still think they need to address the rebounding uh, before the March 25th trade deadline. But, you know, it it was really nice to have a game like last night where uh, the Nets, they traded away Jared Allen. So (laughs) their, their best rebounder is, you know, probably DeAndre Jordan, at least that roster that they rolled out there last night. And, you know, he's he's kinda washed at this point. Uh seven yeah <laughs> seven points and uh and seven rebounds per game for DeAndre Jordan, which, you know, he's used to fourteen and fifteen uh, in each of those categories heading into this season. So he's kinda dropped off a little bit. You know it's bad when you see Willie Collestein out muscling muscling uh DeAndre Jordan for a rebound, which actually happened last night.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: It was, it was really funny to see. And at, at that point, I had no doubt the Mavs were winning that game. So, Yeah, um. honestly, I thought he was a little washed before he went to Brooklyn. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that all kind of started when he got very questionable. So, I mean, I know, I know they have the, uh, I know DeAndre has the friend connection with KD and all that stuff, but that was a very, very questionable move. They could have been so much better if they had, <laughs> if they had looked elsewhere. But it is what it is. The
1: economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.
2: Hey y'all, I wanted to take a second to tell y'all about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcast experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bw join. Well, look, uh, it's also Luca's birthday today. we got to give him a shout-out. 22 years young. Uh, he's already accomplished so much already, Matt. Uh, hold on just a second. got to look up the stat from uh, Mavs PR. They posted it a while ago. Okay, so he's 22 years old. It says in NBA history prior to turning 22 years old, Luca is first in triple-doubles. He's first in 35-point triple-doubles. He has 10 of those. Uh, He's first in 30-point triple-doubles, and it keeps going down the line there. You get the point. Uh, And he's first in three-point field goals made. Uh, (laughs) So, basically, he's just like...
1: The best 22-year-old ever?
2: He's the best 22-year-old ever. And given his... Now, I don't know about the NBA, but given his overall basketball resume, I feel like if he just decided to retire right now, he would be a basketball Hall of Famer. (laughs) Come on, man. I really believe that. Given his overseas resume and what he's already accomplished in a short period of time in the NBA, if something were to happen and he ended up retiring, then I feel like just overall he would get in. Now, I'm not saying the NBA – just you know by itself you you get what i'm saying right (laughs) yeah as long as you're not
1: calling him an nba hall of famer then yes i agree with you i mean it's it's amazing what he's done i still feel like the best you know the best years are not even close yet which is really exciting
2: and i wanted to point this out too because uh uh on twitter they they said that uh Luke is the second player in NBA history with 4,000 points, uh, 1,000 rebounds, 1,000 assists before turning 22. The other player is LeBron James. But uh, our guy Jim Camp- Campbell on here, he, he follows me on Twitter. He pointed out that LeBron had played 238 games by the time he turned 22. Luca has only played 167 games, <laughs> and Lucas, uh, he said, in Lucas' season was cut short by COVID, and and this season started later uh, because of that stuff too. But if you narrow it down to just the first 167 games of their careers, Luca has completely blown away LeBron in points, assists, and rebounds by at least 200 in each category. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, uh, That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You, you take away the age thing and you just go by games, and it just it makes it look even more impressive uh, for what Luke has been doing. But it's been great. Hope he has a great day today, and uh, hope he isn't lots, too hungover. Hope he isn't too – uh, <laughs> uh,
1: Lots of corona and Slovenian sausage during his, during his night, I believe.
2: Yeah, I remember – I think it was last year where his birthday was, like, the night before um, – the night before they played in Miami against the Heat, <laughs> that was uh, that wasn't his best game. You know, he was he was very sluggish, and I'm sure there were some extracurricular activities that went on that night before. So I hope I hope that doesn't happen this time around, and uh, they don't have a trap game like our guy David said in the comments here against the uh, Orlando Magic on Monday. But the Magic they're so depleted, man. Uh, I feel like I don't think that's going to be an issue against the Magic. Now, if if something happens and everybody just plays terrible and they they flub one up, then I'll I'll y'all can say that I uh, I jinxed that. But I think they'll come out and uh, take care of business on Monday. So, yeah. what are you what are you expecting <laughs> heading into that Orlando game? Biggest biggest storyline.
1: Uh, the Mavs lose because Luca's hung over his shit. That's my. That's my prediction. God, I hope not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I really hope not. Uh, I I don't believe in trap games for the Mavericks because I think every game is a trap game for the Mavericks. Does that make sense?
2: I it, mean, you, you have you have the right to fe- feel that way for sure. <laughs> that's that's completely fair.
1: I just, especially this season, I just don't trust them going into any given night. I mean, you know. I thought they'd play better against Philadelphia and they got blown out of the water in that game. And then last night they'd a really good Brooklyn Nets team really easily. So it, they're very inconsistent. They're very up and down. They're very streaky. I mean, but they have won what is it? Seven of their last nine. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I do feel better going into that today than I would have two or three weeks ago. That's for sure. Um, I just, you know, you just never know with this team, and it's, it's frustrating. But that's just the way it's going to be until they prove me wrong. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, they've been playing a lot better basketball as of late. I think that uh, that Philadelphia game, that was – I mean, they had a chance to win that game, but I think that was more of like a schedule loss. <laughs> than anything else uh, and I feel like if KP had played he, he if he had played and played like he did against uh, Brooklyn that could have made a difference there too but uh, I fully expect to win tomorrow night and like I said I expect the Mavs to be two games over five hundred heading into the All-Star break and then they'll get another week off or almost a week off during all that and uh, they'll be rested up for the second half of the season and that schedule uh I saw Brad Townsend, when the second-half schedule came out, uh, he, he, he in his opinion, he said it was brutal. I was looking at it, Matt. I really don't feel that way. Uh, they've got 10 back-to-backs, but you know a handful of other teams do too. But overall, the schedule, aside from a four-game stretch where they play the Clippers in two straight games followed by the Blazers in two straight games, overall, the second-half schedule doesn't look that bad to me. Uh, just in my opinion, so uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm pretty optimistic about it. And like I said, the the more practice time this team gets together, and if they can keep KP on the floor, I think they'll end up chal- challenging for home court in the West. Uh, I don't know if they'll get there because they got in such a big hole early early on, but uh, I think they'll at least you know find themselves in that five six range at the very least. So. I'm excited to see what happens, but, uh, other news, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, I had a very intriguing conversation with Mavs rookie guard, uh, Tyrell Terry yesterday. Uh, if you subscribe, you, you probably already got it. If not, you can go find it on my Twitter page. Uh, really cool dude. Really, really interesting guy to talk to. And, uh, he pointed out Matt that, uh, that's the whole point of him being in the G League is they're they're trying to groom him uh, to be to being more comfortable playing off ball uh, next to Luca eventually. So that was good to hear. I mean, you kind of you kind of got that sense that that's what they wanted when they compared him to uh, Seth Curry on draft night and at the day after the draft. So it's good to know that they're working on that, and I think he'll eventually get his opportunity. Uh, he's been killing it in the G League, so I'm excited for him. So y'all go check that out. Uh, Another also... interesting thing about
1: that pod, sorry, is that uh, <laughs> I'm not in it, so if you don't like me, you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: We uh, we didn't have a, uh, we had a schedule conflict. We were going to do a Zoom call, and that's easy to get everybody on and uh, in the same room. and. Because of Tyrell's schedule, he was only able to do a, a regular phone call, so that kind of cut Matt out. <laughs> so, sorry, Matt. but y'all it, It'll improve that. the ratings. <laughs> uh, but yeah, y'all, y'all stay tuned uh, during uh, All-Star break as well, because on that weekend, or no, after All-Star weekend, so on March 9th, uh, we have Mark Cuban scheduled to come back on, and uh, we're going to have a really good conversation with him previewing the second half of the season and uh reviewing what happened in the first half too. So, and that will be a couple weeks before the NBA trade deadline. So, he might deflect a lot, but you know we're going to try. We're going to we're going to throw some questions at him and <laughs> we're we're going to challenge him a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited about that part. Yeah. But guys, look, that's going to do it for another episode of Map Step Back podcast. Uh be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. Uh, let us know what you think about Locker Room. Like I said, we're still new to this, and uh, uh, we're not like uh, – we're going to officially start doing this once a week here in the next few weeks when we get everything uh, straightened out with Blue Wire. Uh, but, I mean, right now I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it. And, Matt, I won't speak for you, but I think it's going to be a good thing going forward.
1: No, yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm very excited. They've, they've told us
2: a lot of things that uh... – I'm very excited about. Yeah, Mavs step back could be heading to Las Vegas for summer league this year, so that that, that could be <laughs>
1: on, on a full ride, as they say. Yeah,
2: full. Yeah, that that's gonna be some. Uh, that's gonna be a really cool experience. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. So, all right, guys, uh, we'll see you next time. Y'all have a great rest of your Sunday evening, and we'll see you next week.
3: Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.